Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to The Debrief with your friends here at Sandals Church. We are here with a PMB, Pastor yes, Matt Brown, ma'am. answering some real, oh, dang it, I, I get why it was hard for party now, giving real answers to tough questions all about the Bible and specifically men and women this week. Yes. So I'm excited. That's right. Yeah. I, um, I want to know, what was it like for you? You said you described your household growing up all boys yeah. and for Tammy it was all girls. Yeah. So give us a little window into that. Well, uh, man, you know, like I, I, we used to wrestle with my mom. Hmm. I mean, my mom was, my, I think my mom was probably a tomboy in the, in the, I'd have to ask her that, but she was very athletic, uh, very outgoing. Uh, she's high eight on the Enneagram, high eight, high two. Um, so a, a very aggressive woman for her time, uh, which I think played really well into the raising of boys. She was perfect for, perfect mom for boys, but you know, what that means is we just got away with things, you know, farting, burping, <laughs> things that my wife found appalling. Um, and, and not that girls don't fart, they do. It's just, it's far more deadly and secretive. It's so, not a celebration. Yeah, it's not a celebration. <laughs> it's it's an extermination <laughs> when women fart. We have bumper so, sticker, that's yeah, good. It's like, who just killed that animal? Well, oh, and okay. Um, so yeah, it, it was, you know, I just literally... And my mom would challenge me, you know, call me a, a, her little male chauvinist and stuff like that. And and I think <laughs> that strong males tend to be chauvinists, right? I'm proud mm. to be a man. I'm proud to be, this is who I am. And mm. so you have to learn to appreciate and and love uh, women and, and not see them as less than. And it's important. Again, that's why, you know, men need the word of God. And um, of course, chauvinists can use the word of God to their own ends, but, you know, Satan used scripture to his own purposes. And mm. so you just got to understand that, that, the Bible is is only abused when it's in the hands of abusive people. Mm. And so, um, and that's what's so sad and, and why many strong women and feminists reject the scripture um, because they, they it's been used that way. And it's like, man, just about everything's been used. So, yeah. um, but I grew up in that, Tammy grew up in a house of, of girls. She also grew up, her dad was just, I think a great dad for girls, uh, very connected, mm. you know, very loving, loved to have a good time. He was, he was just very different from my dad very uh, emotionally nuanced, like cries at movies, you know, just, just real connected. And I, I immediately gravitated towards him. And I was like, man, I want to be more like this guy. I, I, I learned real quick that, um, you know, there was a deficit in me of relating to women. And specifically, you know, Tammy made me aware of that uh, in our first year of marriage. <laughs> and at first, you know, I think I do what a lot of men do is I'm like, you're crazy, you're moody, you know, and I make all these mm. lists of excuses, but then you got to come to the point to where, okay, what, what do I want? And I want to be married. I, I, you know, I didn't believe in divorce. I, I don't believe in that. So I've got to start listening to what she has to say. And um, I remember specifically going out and praying and asking God for help. And saying, God. And so, you know, I knew that I needed help in parenting. I knew I wasn't ready to be a dad. I had no idea how unprepared I was to be a husband. I just, I just wasn't. And, and again, one of the lies we tell ourselves is men think women won't change when they get married. And women believe that the man absolutely will change when Mm -hmm. he gets married. And so that, right, that creates a huge, huge conflict. And so, you know, we fought like cats and dogs. My wife's a counterphobic six, which is Mm -hmm. a lot like the eight on the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. You know, she attacks everything she's afraid of. She also is high one, so she's got a high standard for herself and everybody else. Sure. And so it was really, really challenging for hmm. me, you know, as a three, a liar, um, you know, all about personality and wooing people, but terrible in the details and follow through, right? Those sure. things are really, really ugly on my part. And um, 
you know, we've both had to, to grow, not just in the differences of our gender, but in the differences of our personality. And I said this weekend, you know, opposites attract, and that's not just with gender, that's also with personality. And so we oh, need yeah. to remember that, that, um, you know, like I've told you guys this before, I can't stand hanging out with people that are like me. It's like, geez, you're high maintenance. Um, and so, yeah, I find, you know, uh, three wing fours to be emotionally uh, just taxing and then relationally competitive. Like we're both trying to one up each other and it's just like, mm -hmm. this is just really not working out, you yeah. know, because I have to win. So, um, so I like to chill out with nines, you know, they're yeah. just like, yeah, we're win, whatever, buddy. I'm not even playing your game. So, yeah, <laughs> that's, not that's why Steph and yeah. I are friends. She's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, you go, you go yeah. be the big deal. Go do your thing. Yeah. Let me know what you need. So when it comes to the, this whole topic of honoring your father and mother that, that you, you taught about this weekend, how did you guys figure that navigate some of that with your background being all boys, Tammy's background being all girls, household, what did, how did you define what it looked like for your kids to honor you guys? Well, I don't think we did it very well at first. You know, Tammy and I are not, are not the model for how to build a great marriage. And that's why, you mm -hmm. know, we do um, eight weeks of premarital counseling yeah. um, before. Tammy and I went to premarital counseling and he may have been the worst therapist <laughs> in the history of the yeah. world. Like not this, guy, this guy, guy no, this guy was so bad. Like, mm. I think he hated his life, hated his profession. Mm. And I don't think he liked us. Like it was, <laughs> it was really- heard too much. It was yeah. really, really bad. Mm. And, uh, and Tammy and I had some significant issues to work through, which, mm. you know, if I, ha I would have had some wisdom, we could have we gone back and worked on those. Uh, but again, you know, the one's deepest fear. So here's the challenge for the one in counseling is they're terrified it's their fault. Mm -hmm. So, right. Mm. Um, that's really, really hard. It's really, really hard for my wife to sit in counseling and hear that she did something wrong. That's her, but then she's a six, right? Yeah, so fear is her core yeah. fear. Well, the truth is it can't all be my fault, right? I mean, right. I mean I, I'm probably the more dominant personality, but I can't be responsible for everything. And so mm -hmm. that was really, really hard. So we had a really, really bad experience, but um, you know, I think that we've learned over time um, how to honor each other. And actually it goes back maybe eight years ago when I really felt like the Lord spoke to me. I went to a conference in Hawaii mm -hmm. and the topic was honoring. Hmm. And this not only changed me and Tammy's life, but this ch has changed our church trajectories life. You know, you've seen oh, know. Uh, the uh, illustration in Dan Zimbardi's right. office, the right. honor yeah. principle. Culture of honor. Yeah. Culture of yeah. honor. And so that all comes from me going there and hmm. just, you know, I didn't like the guy. The guy was, um, I just it was Lisa Bevere's husband. He is aggressive. So you think Lisa Bevere is aggressive. He's aggressive. He's mm. opinionated. He's a strong male. He, I don't know if he's an eight on the Enneagram. I would think Lisa is, um, yeah. but he, mm. he, is, he is equally as strong. Mm. And at first I kind of wrote him off because, you know, he's a shouter or at least he, he was in that one small, you know, you setting, setting yeah. that I had. Yeah. And then the Holy Spirit just worked me over with his content and what he was saying. And I realized I do not honor and so we got home or we were driving home and I said, Hey, when we get home, um, you know, back to the, the hotel, I need to talk to you in the bedroom. She was like, okay, that's weird. <laughs> so we go in the bedroom. I sat her on the bed and I got on my knees and I said, I want to repent for not honoring you. Hmm. And I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not, I am totally sorry. And, wow. um, so then we, we got in the jacuzzi with some of the pastors that are with, with us at the conference. And I was sitting in the jacuzzi and I said, I said, man, that conference just really challenged me. And um, I asked one of the pastors, I said, what'd you get out of it? And he said, I just really need to let people honor me. 
And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't think you heard. I don't think you heard the same thing that I heard. Yeah. Um, and he, and then he asked me, he said, what'd you get out of it? And I said, I, I need to honor people yeah. more. I need, I need to, to honor people more. And so I just was really convicted. Well, because then you're setting the tone and that's creating oh, the culture. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I remember, like I said, we went through a whole honor series, I think after yeah. that. And I remember that was a turning point yeah. for Sandals Church for yeah, sure. Yeah, no, and our church started growing. Yeah. And I mean, God, wow. God does not create a house of dishonor. He yeah. just doesn't. And so that starts in the family. Uh, mm. So think about it in our church. You know, Tammy and I are mom and dad in the church. That's the reality. We function as the mom and dad. We function as the primary husband and wife. And if we're not healthy, the church is not healthy. And that's right. one of the things I would say. Sandals Church is healthy because Tammy and I are healthy. And, right. and man, you want to screw Sandals up, screw Tammy and I up. And so yeah. that's just that's just a real big thing. So a lot of people in our church have dysfunctional relationships and yeah. marriages, but they have something they can look at and say, okay, that's a healthy marriage. I can be like that. Mm-hmm. And then Tammy and I, here's what I would say is we have worked hard um, to, to get it right. And we've mm-hmm. made efforts. I mean, you know, three years ago, we did three days of counseling. I mean, we spent $3,000 a day on counseling, some of the best counselors mm-hmm. in the world. We sat there, um, you know, Tammy dealt with her issues. That's when I famously talk about, <laughs> then all of a sudden I realized, okay, I've got some oh, real wounds some here, yeah. some real, real issues that I mm-hmm. have to deal with. And then also Tammy's willingness and calling to study the Enneagram, I think has been transformational for our relationship. Mm-hmm. So the Enneagram is something that I've been aware of for years. Tammy was not interested in it. Hmm. Um, she has become not only interested in it, but she's a more of an expert on it than I oh, am yeah. now yeah. Um, because it's been revolutionary for her in understanding her. Giving language to yeah, things. Yeah, because a lot yeah. of our issues yeah. in marriage are not just gender, their personality, right. their experience, their past wounds, their, their motivations. And so you need to really try to understand that. And, um, you know, Tammy and I, the fact that we're married today is a miracle of God. You know, every great marriage is one big fight away from Mm. divorce. And you just need to understand that. I mean, anger is such a powerful motivator. Uh, It is probably equal to falling in love. Mm. Anger is that powerful. So just think about the emotions that you feel when you fall in love and you're like, I would do anything for this person. Mm -hmm. Anger is it's equal and it's, I would do anything to get out of this relationship, Mm -hmm. Uh, including lie, cheat, steal. Like, I mean, it it creates, you know, powerful motivation and it's dangerous. It's Mm -hmm. really, really dangerous and it will cause you to do things that you would would normally do. And so, so I would say seven years ago or eight years ago, um, you know, it's so funny. I was actually at that conference because I was trying to, we were talking about, you know, who have been the men in your life. I was at that conference because I was trying to get this pastor to mentor me. And let me just say this to all you men, you can waste your whole life looking for a mentor and you can get bitter and upset and angry, or you can just say, God, I want you to mentor me and start mm-hmm. allowing the scriptures to mentor you. Mm-hmm. Get in a group with guys that are struggling and and that want to become like Christ mm-hmm. and mentor each other. Uh, I have been just so disappointed by guys that have great platforms. Mm-hmm. They write great books. They're just not deep people. It's and not I, what you thought it no. might be. So, yeah. I mean, well, they don't I don't have I the pers- capacity to actually mentor a person because yeah. they're so. Focused and he actually on. told me to, mm-hmm. to his credit, you know, he said, "Matt, we're all treading water." Mm-hmm. And he, so what he was saying is, I don't have time to mentor you. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm I'm pastoring one of the fastest growing churches in America. I need help. I mean, this is beyond me. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately, what I had to do is I had to depend upon God. I've had to build my own great team, yeah. and I've had to really build and invest in my marriage. Yeah. And I think if you can just say those three things, and I wish you know, especially all of you men and women, if you could just stop for a second 
and say, what are our core values? And your core values, literally, right? You start with love of God. You got to start there. Mm. Um, because I said this week's sermon, we cannot be united, equally united if we're not equally submitted to God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where you have to go is, yeah. okay, I'm, I'm going to go to God and I'm going to submit to him. So I'm going to love God. And then I'm going to, I'm going to build into my marriage. I'm going to care for my marriage right? I'm going to care for my family. And then I'm going to care for my church family. Like it has to be the next thing. Like it always breaks my heart when people leave their church family for a job. Like, let me ask you this question. Mm. Would you leave your biological family for a job? And people are so quick, so Mm. quick. And here's what they say is, oh, I just, I just wish there was a Sandals church there. Mm-hmm. Well, I wish mm-hmm. that the Sandals Church was a bigger priority for you. So you would, because what they're saying yeah. is money, promotion, mm-hmm. bigger house, like mm-hmm. different location is more important That's than my spiritual family. Yeah. Yeah. That's the trump card. And well, I think people don't realize how much they're actually relying on their church yeah. family until yeah. they're away from it, yeah. for sure. And it's devastating. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I would say is really, really take the time to invest. Say that, that God has intentionally designed my male husband to mm-hmm. be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, 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 God has designed him to see things differently. God has designed him to be different. And I need to appreciate and respect that. Right. So ladies, uh, women must respect their husbands. That's the worst. The Greek word is phobia, where we get our English word phobia, fear. Uh, Hmm. and so, uh, and, and our culture has a fear of men. Yeah. But it's an unhealthy fear. It's an unholy fear. And so we need to have respect for men and lift them up and say that. And right, mm-hmm. same way, husbands, you know, you must love your love wives. Your wife. And then the word halal, we must praise them. And think yeah. about praise is really close to worship. And guys mm-hmm. get this wrong. Like we worship the female body. Like that's where pornography comes from. And right. so much of sin is so close to righteousness. Mm-hmm. So instead of loving my wife's body, loving my wife's personality, loving my wife, like I, I, I get addicted to porn. I'm mm. so close to the right thing, but it's the wrong thing. And mm. I love her and appreciate her. And, um, you mm. know, it's, it's just, just so important that, that we hallel our wives, that we yeah. praise her. And, yeah. um, and that's not easy because she's different. Right. You know, like my wife woke up today in a funk, man, and I don't know what's wrong. We're going to talk about it, but you know, so I'm just, I'm scrambling. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. You know, I, you know, we're at DEFCON 4, not certain why, you know, not what's, you know, I don't know what's going on and we'll have to revisit that. But certain things set her off and certain things set me off and they're not the same things. Mm-hmm. They are not the same things. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's just following up and saying, okay, what's going on? And then how can I help you? Mm-hmm. So something's causing my wife, I would guess, because she's high six, high one to feel insecure or to feel like things aren't perfect or right. Mm-hmm. And so the healthy side of the one, right, is the reformer. Mm-hmm. So how do I, how do I help reform our household, our right. life? And, and what she was saying is she, she's feeling cluttered. Mm-hmm. And, and some of that's on me. I got, I got way too many books at home. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. my office that I work out of, I have an office here and you guys know mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. never there. <laughs> right. So my office is really my bedroom, which is not fair to her. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have to reevaluate that yeah. because it's really cluttered and she yeah. doesn't like that. So um, but what could, what could happen is, right, she sets me off, then I react as a man in anger, in power, mm-hmm. makes her feel intimidated, she's scared, right? Now we're in trouble because yeah. when men get angry, they're scary. Mm-hmm. And so every, every guy, you need, you need to know that, that when you're angry, you have to talk lower. Mm-hmm. You have to mm-hmm. watch your hands, watch your gestures, because the wife is, in mm-hmm. most instances, I mean, we got some CrossFit ladies in our church, <laughs> you know, that they could probably do some damage. But in yeah. most instances, 
you're so much more powerful. You you have to be so careful, mm-hmm. um, uh, and, and know that that you know that right. fear that God's that holy fear that God's placing in you that respect mm-hmm. really is for the kids. The kids need to know. You know, you know, I love playing with Dad the Lion, but the man, boundaries, yeah. yeah, boundaries. Well, what you're describing, I love that, is ultimately you're describing a house of honor. Yeah, that you are yeah. willing to do have the tough questions. You're willing to process things. You're willing to look at. All right, we're not just going to, you know, scoot things under the rug, but as a house of honor, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And that man, the example that sets for your kids, for you know, any couple that's practicing mm-hmm. this and oh, yeah. willing to walk through these things. It's not, hey, mom, dad, get it right every time. And mm-hmm. we, we don't ever mess up. And if we do, we're gonna be secretive about right. it and you don't get to know, but they get to see oh, that yeah. process. But obviously not everybody it has the benefit yeah. of you know a, a husband and a wife or you know, there well, are a yeah. lot of single couples and or, or, I'm, I'm single parents, not single couples. Yeah, single, single couples, single I hadn't heard of that. Yeah, it's a new, <laughs> it's a new one, thing. Yeah. 2019. Uh, no, single parents, um, which we actually got some questions um, from this first one from from Alex says, I was raised in a house full of women and no males. My father was rarely around. I am now married with a baby girl in the house. My question is, how do I, as a male who, um, with no good male examples to follow, lead the, the females in my house to God and by his principles? Where can I go to absorb and learn how to be firm when needed, but also gentle when required? He didn't have an example. Yeah. He didn't know, he didn't see this lived out. So Yeah, so the first thing I would do, do is I would get in a men's group, an advanced group at our church with older men and just learn and, and just, just say, guys, I'm looking for strong Christian men because not mm. every Christian man is a strong man. And so you need to learn and, and then you just need to be humble and ask questions and just say, you don't know what you're doing. And so here's the reality, guys. A lot of us are married to women that are stronger than us, more spiritual than us, and they're more qualified to lead. Mm. And so you just need to say that. Look, honey, I want to be the leader someday. Mm. I'm just not there right now. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. Um, and so I'm gonna do everything I can. And remember, leadership is not domineering. And so mm-hmm. ladies, whenever you hear this, that God has designed the man to lead, you need to run immediately to the definition Jesus gives of leadership mm-hmm. constantly, right? For the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as ransom mm-hmm. for many. Mark ten forty five. Uh, do not, uh, you know, lead as, you know, uh, what is the word, as the Gentiles do, who lord it over them. Right. That is not how Christians are to lead. We lead through service and we lead through mm. sacrifice. And so guys, that means you die first, you you give up first, you do that. Ladies, you gotta be very, very careful because you, are, you can become controlling and powerful and manipulative and mm-hmm. you've got to watch your own issues in that process mm. because when one gender wins, we both lose. Mm-hmm. Right. So if the man is making all the decisions, the marriage is done. If the woman is making all the decisions, the marriage is done. How do we make these decisions together? Mm. And so, um, like, I'll give you an example of an early, early time that affects all of us where I had to submit to Tammy. So I wanted to plant a church. Um, That's what I wanted to do. She said, fine, but we're not leaving Riverside. Mm. So I submitted to that Mm -hmm. and we planted Sandals Church, which is great. Here's the reality. So much of our early marriage problems was the fact that she didn't leave and cleave. She didn't leave her mm. mom and dad. That was an overarching threat. Like I can go back to my mom and dad's house. Like I, so she still had that. I can, she I can, I shed an out, yeah. which made me feel very vulnerable. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so, um, hmm. 
you know, she didn't do that though. I mean, she, she, she just threatened. She never did it, right. but it was still scary. And, um, you know, so, um, you know, and then, I, you know, I mean, that, that's just one example where I submitted to that, but ultimately I think it was a good thing in the long term because her dad died of cancer a couple years later, but mm-hmm. what would have been better for us would have been to go somewhere and have, have to really depend space. upon each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was really, really unhealthy, man. I, I had a lot of issues and, um, she should have dumped me in college. Like, that's what I tell her all the time. I was like, you should have kicked me to the curb because I just wasn't, I just really thought I was pretty special. I, I, I mean, there's just no, there's just no kind way of around it. Yeah, I don't know how to yeah. say this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Ron Burgundy is uh-huh. my name. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and that's, and that's just a really unhealthy place to be. And I'm sure that, you know, me feeling that way affected how I treated her and then affected how she felt about mm-hmm. how I felt. So, um, just, just understand that it's not about one sex winning. So, you know, the, the battle of the sexes, right? The gender wars, that, mm-hmm. that stuff kills marriage. The oh, okay. two shall become one flesh. Mm-hmm. They're united into one. Let, let's talk about our marriage. And so that's mm-hmm. where his needs, her needs falls apart mm-hmm. because that's still tennis. You're on this side, I'm on this side. And what God wants, it, it's not about his needs, hers needs. It's about the marriage needs. What, mm-hmm. what does the marriage need? Well, that's what the good. marriage needs is both to be loved, both to be you know, cared for it. And how do I, you know, how do I do this? And so when, when you can talk about that and, and it's for the benefit of the marriage, you can talk about, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think here's one of the lies is that we believe that the greatest issues in marriage are sex, parenting, and money. Mm. That's not the biggest issues. The biggest issues is talking about sex, <laughs> marriage, <laughs> and money. About, it's communicating yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah, it's saying. So when I come at it and I say, Tammy, I, right, Here's where I'm coming from sex. Here's where I'm coming from from finances. Here's where I'm coming from uh, for our kids. That's a dangerous place to come from. Mm-hmm. What we have to do is we have to be united. We have to be together and, and, and we have to parent. And our, you know, we love our kids the same. Mm-hmm. We love, you know, we have to come as mom and dad and kids figure that out. And, oh, okay. and that's the thing mm-hmm. you need to know. Um, you know, your kids know who, yeah. you know, yeah. Who, who to go to. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and here's the thing is, man, if you, if you don't know who the leader is in your house, just go ask the dog. <laughs> Literally, the dog will tell you who the leader is <laughs> and the dog doesn't care. And if the, if the dog only comes to the kids, you got a big problem. Mm-hmm. You got a big problem. It's funny. Dogs know. There's the pack leader. Yeah. Uh, Isn't that funny that the funny. dog the dog can know what like <laughs> like yeah. we're, we're oblivious to? Right. Yeah. yeah. So well, that's good. I mean, he, there is a good question in there as far as it sounds like he wants to um, grow in this, uh, absorb and learn how to be firm when needed, but mm-hmm. also gentle when required. And you you mentioned. Um, sort of your process of wanting to find a mentor and realizing, man, you need like scripture is mm-hmm. really your your primary mentor in that in in the holy spirit mentoring you but also you mentioned getting around other guys right. that are also sort mm-hmm. of figuring some of these things out mm-hmm. i know for me some of my closest friends are just a little bit beyond where i'm at in in parenting and man it's so mm-hmm. so amazing getting to see oh Oh, that's another way of thinking about that. I hadn't right. thought about that. Oh mm-hmm. man, that's oh that's good. Or what did you do with this? Um, that's really yeah, absolutely yeah, really crucial. Yeah. So so I I would get with that. And the other thing is is um, you know like discipline together. And so mm. um, the the good. I think the wife is going to typically and again right. There's always somebody that doesn't fit the norm. 
but but I'm trying to preach to the norm. Right. You know, I don't know if you guys you guys weren't at Hunter Park, but the 11:45 service, all these women were like, no, no, you know, and I'm like, I, I finally just said, okay, maybe not you. You know, I mean, this woman literally is disrupting the sermon because she doesn't agree with my point. But here's the thing: I never get to be there when that happens. Yeah, women women tend to be more empathetic, hmm. but here's the thing: is they feel used. They get exasperated sure. because they keep trying to please the child, please the child, please the child. And at the end of the day, the kid's a kid and needs boundaries. Mm-hmm. So then the mom loses her mind mm. and and can't dis- disengage and, and things get crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and we see this in uh, lesbian relationships, marriages, man. They get crazy because by the time it gets to the conflict, it, it just there's goes so boom. much more built up. Yeah, there. there's yeah. so much built up there. It gets nuts, and then there's abuse that takes place. Hmm. And I mean, I've seen this firsthand with uh, uh, gals who are, are gay in our church. And it just, I mean, you know, we hear a lot in our culture about men abusing, but it happens that way, and it gets dark, it gets mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, oh. my wife, when she gets done, man, like you're not ever watching TV, you're never going outside. <laughs> you know, like, you will never get an allowance again. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> You know, how is that enforced? How can we enforce that? Mm -hmm. Um, What guys tend to do is disengage. Remember the Incredibles movie? Uh, What's the dad's name? Mr. Incredible. (laughs) But he has a name. Uh, he does. I, I would just remember the, the kids are running around and she's going, engage, engage, and engage. And he lifts the table up. Yeah. Yeah. That's engage, right. engage. And so husbands, that's men right. tend to disengage. Mm-hmm. And part of that is because, guys, if you're the primary income earner, and that's less and less nowadays, you need time to decompress. But it needs to be a period mm-hmm. of time five minutes, mm-hmm. 10 minutes. It can't be two hours. Right. Where you, you you decompress and then you go, okay, now I'm going into dad mode. I'm going yep. to husband mode. How can I help you? And she's exhausted and exasperated because the kids are nuts. Yep. Like they're nuts, man. <laughs> That's it is, fair. Right? Yeah. And, and now we're all afraid, you know, to let them play outside because they're going to get kidnapped or, you know, yeah. and let me just put your minds at ease. Every time a kid's killed or kidnapped, it's always, almost always somebody they know. Mm-hmm. It's mom, dad. Does that dad. put you at ease? I mean, maybe a little bit. <laughs> well, <laughs> Like we're all afraid. Yeah. It's going to be like random. A, We've all watched the, the, Ted Bundy, the Ted Bundy stuff yeah. on Netflix. Oh, geez, yeah. It's almost always somebody you know. Right. Like the, the, that investigation that's going on in Corona, the eight-year-old that's missing. And, oh, yeah. Right? Was, oh, yeah. It was the mom. Yeah. Or well, the, the, the boyfriend. If you watch right? that on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, and so I yeah, don't watch that. Don't watch but, but because okay, because we're afraid to let our kids out of our sight. Right. They're always with us. Yeah. So my mom and dad used to be like, like go, like we dude, we were oh, yeah. in everybody's yeah. house. We we played so in the true. whole cul-de-sac. I wasn't like, allowed to come in until it got dark. Yeah, and like actually dark. Yeah, like no, 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 it's not dark enough yet. <laughs> and nowadays, think about it: kids never leave their their house or their room. That's so true. Yeah. And that's why you're with your kids all the time now, and you need a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you need a break. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And so, like, I used to take my girls when they were little. And Tammy would be like, I'd come home from work and she's like, they're driving me nuts. I was like, okay, girls, outside. Mm-hmm. And I would make them swim laps in the pool. That's and they good. hate it. I'm like, nope, another one, another one. No, and I literally would make them <laughs> tread water until they almost drowned because their issue was energy. Right. It's not that they were it's just- an outlet. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Got, they got to get out. I, mm-hmm. This is terrible. I would play fetch with my children. <laughs> I would take the ball. I turn it into it a catch. game. Well, but I would throw it. You got to go get it. And then I would intentionally throw it to the left or the right <laughs> uh-huh. so that Kennedy would have a chance. <laughs> to, yeah. But the truth is they had been inside all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, men tend to play. Men are more likely to take a kid to a park. Men are more likely to play a game with a kid. It's just, mm-hmm. the, it's just oh, yeah. the way we're biologically wired. Yeah. And so when the kids are cooped up in the house all day long, yeah. the mom's going nuts. Like I came home, I kid you not, I'll never forget this. I came home and I'm like, Tammy, Tammy, where are you? And I go into our bedroom 
She's in the bathroom. So I think she's sick, right? Or she's got diarrhea or something. You know, I don't know what's wrong. The kids, the <laughs> girls are banging on the door. Mom, mom, mom. She locked herself in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Because she didn't want to be touched. Yeah. She just literally, she was going insane. Yeah. And the kids, like, I'm like, we, we have a 2,500 square foot house. And they're literally they're right at the, the door, door. Mm-hmm. playing their Polly Pockets. They play with Polly Pockets. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm like, give your mother a break. And so I did this, guys. Here's a great way to serve your wife. So this is a little Matt Brown Kung Fu. What do you Marital got? Kung Fu. Let's do it. So it's Valentine's Day, right? So, oh, yeah, I think he's so okay. guys are thinking, right, yeah, tonight's the night. It's mm-hmm. going to happen. Women are thinking, oh, God, tonight's the night. It's got to happen. <laughs> so, so I come home yeah. from work. Uh-huh. Or no, no. Uh, Tammy picked, I had Tammy pick up the kids uh, from daycare that day. She came mm-hmm. home from work. I did rose petals all the way up to our bedroom mm-hmm. when she rolls her eyes. First thing she sees it. <laughs> Seriously, she did. She rolls her eyes. I walk her upstairs. Mm-hmm. I have a hot bath ready with her favorite, um, what do you call it? Uh, bath bombs. Oh yeah. So it's all suds. It's yeah, all yeah, hot. Yeah. It's all ready to go. Um, I have music playing. I have her favorite magazines laid out and I put a note in a bottle. A love letter in a nice. bottle. And I left and took the kids for four hours. Nice. That's a nice. beautiful gift. That is Kung Fu. That's good. <laughs> it's Kung Fu. Because she's thinking. Because oh, she's thinking, oh, he just wants booty. That's all that's all he cares about, right? <laughs> that's 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 what she's thinking, which long game. Long game. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. But I left and I took the kids and yeah. I gave her I gave her the night off and we didn't come that's home until ten o'clock. Oh, that's so good. on Valentine's Day, we didn't come until ten o'clock. We came home. I intentionally drove until the girls were out, mm-hmm. passed out in the car. So it's just a transfer then. It's just a transfer. I put uh-huh. them in their beds Yep. and I got jumped. It was awesome. It's good. <laughs> Dude, it was- See, long game. Long right? game, bro. Long game. Like, I'm no that's fool. That's good. Yeah. I'm no fool. But oh, but if good. it didn't happen, if she was snoring in the bed when I got home, it's still a win for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because guys, it's not about the moment. It's about the marriage. Yeah. Mm, that was good. That's good. Well, that's what it's about. And I had to figure I that like out. That. And so I had to, like my wife's, uh, high six, didn't trust me with anything. Mm. Took me 10 years, 10 years to take over the finances in our marriage. Yeah. 10 mm. years. Now she doesn't even know how much money we have, where the accounts are, mm. nothing. Because I've proven myself trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't bounce checks. We got money in savings. Right. You know, we gave more money last year than any year previously to the Sandals Church. So she doesn't charity. feel stressed out about it. No. Not knowing because and, and she, being because able to just trust. trust. Yeah, and, that's cool. And which so is much, big, I think, on her side to yeah. release control. Because I think that's what women struggle with so much is like, well, everything needs to be perfect. Like, I just, I'm going to keep my hands in this. I need to like, and like, that doesn't allow men well, and to so, leave. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we went to counseling. And so ladies, I'm not saying the guy needs to handle the finances. If he's terrible at finances, he does not need to handle the sure. finances. So guys, you need to say, as the leader of this household, I am giving up all authority over, <laughs> yeah. over money because- yeah. All that's going to do is screw up your marriage. Like if you're not yeah. good at it, like the person that should control the money is the person that's the best with the money. Right. Period. Because right. it's not about you and me. It's about the marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, who 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 can do this? And so mm-hmm. here's the difference is my wife is just as good about paying bills as I am. The difference is money was such a huge issue for her growing up. When she sees all that money going out every month, there would be three days of just mm-hmm. anxiety, terror, in fear, mm-hmm. um, because it's a scary thing, you know, existing off of a, ch- a church income, which you guys will half of your income is, but yeah. you know, mm-hmm. for you, it's a scary thing, trusting that people are gonna trust God, give to God and that. Yeah. And so we went to counseling for about eight months and and literally finally she, she relinquished control, but you know what? I couldn't blow it. I could not oh, miss oh, yeah. a payment. I Man, I, 
she she relinquished that to me and I had to, you know, and so now I just, you know, tell her, okay, hey, here's how much money we have. But it, it took her, hmm. she's had to learn to trust me. So like we had a great house. Um, we loved our house. She didn't want to move. That's where we're going to raise our kids. Well, the real estate market crashed in 2008. Right. And I told her, I said, we need to buy another house right now. She didn't want to. It, mm. it was very uncomfortable for her. It was an, an, ex, an extremely risky move. But I said, we, we're never going to see real estate crash 45, 45% again. Mm-hmm. Now's the time to buy the house. I need you to trust me. Mm. She did it. And I said, I'll tell you what, we'll move. And in two years, when we make all this money back, we'll move back home. I need you to trust me. Mm. And she did. And it worked out. You know, we probably made, yeah. you know, our house is, is doubled in, both our houses have doubled in value. And that's probably made us, you know, 800 grand. Mm. because because we made that move. But she had to trust me in that. But in order for that to happen, I needed to be faithful with tithing. Right. I needed to be faithful with, with mm-hmm. finances. You know, there's no late payments, yeah. nothing. And she, you know, she needed to trust me with that. And yeah. early on in our marriage, I made some stupid choices that caused her to doubt me. Mm-hmm. I, I made some selfish purchases. And and that's the thing, mm-hmm. Whoever whoever's in charge of the money, you can't be selfish with the money. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you, you can't do that. And- Mm. Um, you know, there's some great things you can do where you have allowances. Tammy and I don't yeah. do that, but some couples have allowances. Um, some couples do his money, her money, which I, I don't, I just don't like that because I think we need to be us mm. as much as we possibly can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if there's any way possible, I think that needs to be the goal. Not every yeah. couple does that. So, mm. but again, just guys look for ways that you can die to self. That's mm-hmm. good. Look for ways um, and that's Jesus leadership. How can I love you? How can I sacrifice? So when we first got married, man, I never missed, never missed a Lakers game. I never missed mm. a, a San Francisco 49ers game. You know, my kids probably don't even know that the 49ers are my favorite team. Interesting. They don't have any, do you know why? Cause I had to die to that so I could say yes to them. Hmm. You cannot be a fanatic football fan yeah. and a great dad. Yeah. You cannot do Amen it. That. I would That's lose hard. my mind yeah. and be depressed. little girls in the house. Yeah. No, dude, I would start yelling at the TV and my girls would <laughs> cry, dad's yeah. going crazy. And I realized I got a problem. Hmm. And what's funny is when, when Tammy and I were dating, when we were engaged, I lived with this couple in Huntington Beach, uh, Bernie and June. Hmm. I used to call it a weekend of Bernie's. I loved them. <laughs> and you know, they were the sweetest couple. They were probably in their mid to late 60s. All their kids were out of the house, and I learned. I just learned so much from them. Hmm. And, Ber- and and Bernie told me, you know, he used to be a huge Angels fan, and he never went to games. He was a huge Rams fan, never went to Rams games. And I said, "Why did you do that?" And he said, "I learned it wasn't making me better." Hmm. And so he just got rid of it. And guys, I'm not saying you can't enjoy a game. But what I need now more than a game is time with guys. Yep. And so whether that's watching a game or it's, uh, yeah, I, I need I need that time, but I need time with my son. Mm. And my son's, you know, he plays basketball, but he doesn't watch basketball. And kids today just don't watch sports the way my generation it's did. Yeah. It's changed. Um, mm. And so I, I've got to engage with my kids where yeah. they are and do, like yesterday, you want to know what I did? You're going to laugh. What, like you're ne- you could probably <laughs> never guess what I did yesterday. I've stopped I, guessing long ago. Yeah. I, I, I no went idea. to Glen Ivy. Wow. Oh, wow. I went to Glen Ivy. Treat yourself. Wow. I, yeah. Okay. The idea of sitting <laughs> in a, a pool that smells like a fart and putting mud on my body, you know, and I'm a germaphobe sitting in water with other people. Uh-huh. Like, Ooh. so my wife said, Hey, me and the girls are going to go to Glen Ivy. Do you want to come? And I was like, No, <laughs> not in the least. 
but when am I going to get, how many more yeah. opportunities am I going to have just yeah. with my wife and my it's girls? True. Yeah. Goes so fast. I said, okay, I got to do one meeting and I can mm-hmm. cancel the rest of the day. And I, and I went there. Now I can't lay out like they can. I'm not lobster. I cannot, <laughs> ladies, men, very few men can lay out all day. Mm-hmm. Like, Well, I just convinced Tyler it's an opportunity to nap outside. Yeah. And then like change things for us. But yeah. I was like, so, oh yeah, laying out is not, just nap. So we went to Glen Ivy. We laid out. They loved it. They went and got all pampered and they did all that <laughs> stuff. And, 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 and I, you know, I, I think I made it till about three o'clock and I was like, okay, I'm dad's done. Um, You know, I can't, I cannot sit here any longer. (laughs) Yeah. But it was great, you know, being with them and just spending time with them, had lunch with them. Yeah. Loved it and enjoyed it. And and just, you gotta, you gotta do things to connect with your girls and to Mm -hmm. connect with your wife. And, um, you know, Tammy and I read a great book, uh, called a grief observed. Mm -hmm. And man, if you're Mm -hmm. looking for a great couple book, I think it's like 145, 150 pages. And, um, this book is actually the guy that wrote it is one of the best friends of um, Tolkien and um, C.S. Lewis. And they were all friends. And this guy's a professor, I think at the University of Virginia. So it's kind of the American side of just this philosophy and the thinking that, that Tolkien and C.S. Lewis were doing. Mm-hmm. But he writes about this book and here's the commitment that he and his wife made. If you love it, I'm gonna try to love it. Hmm. And so whatever his wife was into, and that's actually why he became a Christian. Hmm. He's like, this God thing is stupid. And so that's why actually in the book, there's letters back and forth with C.S. Lewis. He's like, look, you're a Christian, but I think this stuff's weird. Like, mm-hmm. I think this is a cult, mm-hmm. you know, you, I, but I, tr- I, I trust you as a guy. Here's my questions. And so in the book, there's these letters back oh, and forth cool. from C.S. Lewis. Wow. Um, I can't think of the guy's name. It's, it's like Vanden Bloomer or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, we'll but, put uh, it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. But it, it, the book is called A Grief Observed. That's not the name of the book. That's C.S. Lewis's book. I was going to say, Grief Observed is C.S. Lewis's book. Oh, shoot. What's the name of the book? I don't know. We'll look it up. Yeah. We, we can look it up and we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. So, yeah. N- not to give it away, but his, his wife dies and you figure that out in the first chapter and he's reflecting. Oh, A Severe Mercy. Jeez. Mm, okay. The book name oh, yeah, is I think A Severe show before. Mercy. Yeah, actually, years ago, remember we used to do marriage conferences? We did the whole marriage conference just on that, that one idea that hmm. I'm going to try to understand and like what my wife likes. And ladies... Man, if there's if your husband's into sports, man, if there's any way you can connect with him on that, I I, I would encourage you to do that. Try to join in him. Yeah. Um, like for example, you know, I did Iron Man. So my wife's never gonna do an Iron Man. That's not mm-hmm. her thing. But I, I felt so loved. I'll never forget. Like I'm not a gifts guy. Like I just don't care about gifts. But Tammy gave me a gift before my first Iron Man, and, mm-hmm. and I I felt so loved by her and mm-hmm. my kids. And uh, they made T-shirts that said Iron Matt. Oh, I remember those. Oh, and they all wore cool. them. They all wore mm-hmm. them that day. And you know, hmm. like it takes me about twelve hours to finish an Iron Man. Yeah. So that's a long day for a family. Like, mm-hmm. think about that. Like, you you know, you're up at well, it's actually probably more like fourteen hours. So the race mm-hmm. time is is between eleven and twelve hours. That's how long it takes me. But you have to get there an you hour get before. There, mm-hmm. get, yeah. There's an hour after. Right. You know. Um. You know, you gotta get the throw up off your cheek. And if there's some stuff in your mm-hmm. pants, you got to get that out. So yeah. Yeah. Things, things appreciated. Happen. That's a way to love your family. Oh dude. <laughs> Iron Man's are, yeah. Iron Man's are crazy, oh, dude. So, but she, she did that for me. And uh, I remember my first Iron Man that I finished, I ran across the finish line and I fell into her arms mm-hmm. and I was, I felt so loved mm-hmm. and it's because she was a part of that. And so, yeah. you know, trying to find ways to, you know, be where she is, you know, like, yeah. for example, like I just, swore we were going to retire in Hawaii. My wife doesn't like Hawaii. Mm-hmm. 
So she, you know, she mm. likes the Northwest. She likes the mountains, and so just trying to connect with her in those places, mm. um, and, yeah. and try trying to do that, and, and and not just like okay, now it's your turn, but just actually like, man, so much of who my wife is is a mountain girl, and trying to engage with her there, and mm. and, and learning to do that, and not being selfish. Well, that's your yeah. thing. Well, if it's her thing, it's our thing. So, mm. um, just that's just good. learning to do that. So, yeah, what I would good. just say is, guys and gals, marriage is hard. Don't make it any harder by being a man or a woman. Try to be married. Mm-hmm. And good. what does that look like? And 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 you need to change. Yeah. You know, you need to change who you are. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, within reason. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I think changing good. heart and like accepting who they are too mm-hmm. and meeting them there like and celebrating that. I think anytime I try to make Tyler do things or treat our house the way that I treat it, it's a recipe for like World War Six, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. more realized, like, oh, he functions completely different from me, and I could like, I could just let him be that way. It's way better for us than, yeah, yeah. Um, so we got another great questioning just on parenting in general because it's about honoring your father and mother. Um, Greg Roden said, my boys are two and a half years and three months old. Right now, our parenting is focused mostly on obedience to us. How do we begin the transition to help them gain wisdom and start making the right decisions on their own? Yeah, so it's it's very very difficult, and uh, there's a great book uh, by uh, James Dobson. Man, it's it's got to be 20 years old now, maybe 25 years old, and it's called Bringing Up Boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I mean, I think that book has sold millions of copies, mm-hmm. and so that's a it's fantastic good. book, especially if you're a, a mama. I would read that because you're you're raising a gender that's not you. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you this, ladies, you're great at raising girls. That's and, and if you're not careful, that's one of the things that's happening uh, mm-hmm. in our culture. Our, our culture is becoming effeminate mm-hmm. in every way, um, and um, that that's a really really difficult thing. And so and, and and the reason that's predominantly happening is is our boys are being raised by girls. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a movie. When did Fight Fight Club come out? Two thousand two. Yeah, probably. Probably most women have never seen ago, it. Yeah. Like almost every guy has seen it. We're not supposed to talk about it. <clears throat> yeah, we're so. not supposed to talk about it. <laughs> That's the one rule. First but rule. Fight Club, it, you know, it's, I mean, it, there's like a pornographic scene, sex scene in that. So I'm not suggesting that you go and watch that. But there's this great dialogue between Brad Pitt and who's the other guy, the other actor. He played Hulk. Oh, man. He's not as famous I'm as he is spot. now. Yeah. Edward, Edward Norton. Norton. There we go. Thank you. So Edward Norton. And, and Brad Pitt's actually in the bathtub, which is just weird. And I think Edward Norton's sitting on the toilet and they're just talking. And it's Edward Norton yeah. says, he says, I don't feel like a man. He said, I feel like a boy who's playing pretend. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And Brad Pitt says in the tub, we're the first generation of men entirely raised by women. Hmm. And Edward Norton says, yeah, I think maybe I need to get married. And and Brad Pitt says, I'm not sure another woman's the answer. Hmm. And yeah. so what it's saying is, man, what, what it's saying, think, think of this 20 years ago. Men need to help raise men. We need, we are instrumental in the yeah. process of raising men, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, unfortunately, like you know, when you think about what's happening at our college campuses, a lot of professors are not masculine. The men mm. that are there are not masculine. Yeah. It's now everything is dominated by women in terms of professors and mm-hmm. and what's happening and. Mm. Um, you know, and that's where things like toxic masculinity comes out. Right. Signs that say "believe women." What happened to believe evidence? Yeah. Believe truth. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I mean, think about what we're saying is, is so when, when a woman speaks, she's telling the truth. And I, I mean, it's hopefully she is. I mm-hmm. hope to God she is. Uh, but I've been fooled many times by women who've lied right to my face mm-hmm. and I'm their pastor. Mm-hmm. And likewise, men too. 
um, you know, men and women lie oftentimes when it's convenient. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, so we we have to be really, really careful. So just know that we need to bring up boys. Boys are different. They're Mm -hmm. fundamentally different. They have a different chromosome, right? They have a Y chromosome Mm -hmm. and they're different. Um, Their bodies are, are, are going through testosterone. And so just know uh, you know, a boy's testosterone is off the charts. I think it's at eight, eight weeks, eight to 12 in the womb. Mm. So that's why women are giving birth to a boy. You're like, whoa, what's his chest hair? Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, more you're, testosterone than you're used to. Yeah, yeah your little yeah. boy in there is raging, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, th- that's just what's happening. And, and so that that testosterone kind of dips until about the age of two. And then it, and then it's, it's kind of chill. So, mm-hmm. you know, right in there. But at four years old, man, mm-hmm. there's a hard reset. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that may be why kindergarten starts at five, mm-hmm. because boys are not ready to be socialized and, and they're just mm-hmm. different. And then again, it hits hard. The pituitary gland signals to the testicles, fire that rocket up. And so anywhere from as early as 11 to 14, but by the way, boys are hitting puberty way later. Mm. Girls are hitting puberty way, way sooner. Right. So we got some real problems uh, with our diets, our environment. Mm-hmm. Um, all the things that are happening, all the toxins that we're taking into our bodies, mm-hmm. those are real, real problems. And um, that puts, think about if boys are hitting puberty later, they're even further developmentally developmentally mm-hmm. behind. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a huge problem. So just know, um, wives trust that your husband knows some things about boys mm-hmm. that you don't know. And husbands listens to your wife because you, you don't, you know, you don't want to raise a terrorist. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's I think important. That's huge. And I think for women to celebrate their men or their husbands as men, especially in front of your kids. Yeah. Like I've seen that a lot where like, mo- like even I see to me like, oh, like I want to control everything as mom. Mm-hmm. But I realize if I don't like start showing Ruth, like, no, dad is important to listen to. He's very like, he's smart. He has like things yeah. to say. And I, I listen to him. She's going <laughs> to grow up thinking that men are stupid too. Like, yeah. that's just like, I think a lot of us as women don't realize we are teaching our kids how to treat men. Mm-hmm. And so I think the more you can also just respect your husband and like, celebrate masculinity in front of your kids will help your kids. Like if we're talking about yeah. boys don't want to grow up to be men. They've seen right. that everyone hates men. Yeah. And so the more I think even if women can start celebrating that in their husbands. Yeah. Like so I think, that. you know, prior to probably Mary Poppins is the first movie in America where there's a dominant female who's smarter than everybody else. Mm. I don't know that there's, so typically like women are, play, you know, beautiful, silly, mm-hmm. they faint. Right. You know, they're, they're, they're portrayed in, in media as the weaker sex in right. every sense of the word. Uh, and so Mary Poppins, I think, was that 1963, 64, right in there. Sure. Um, I mean, that's, that wasn't a, around, but that's a huge, sure. huge shift in our yeah. culture mm-hmm. that then led to the women's movement, you know, eight years later, 1970, 71, um, which it, it needed to happen. I mean, we need to treat women, you know, like not as silly, not as dumb, mm-hmm. not, I mean, right. you know, like uh, I think in, gosh, until the 1970s, a woman could not run in the Boston Marathon. Really? It was illegal. Women wow. were not allowed. So, I mean, there were things that, it, it was just huh. abhorrent and like terrible. Mm. Um, but we've gone too far, you know. So, so let me give you an example. So women are not allowed to run in the Boston Marathon, which is criminal, yeah. right? It's criminal. That's absurd. Yeah. yeah, it's absurd. But here's what's absurd. Here where we are today. My son is in junior high school and they have uh, intramural flag football teams. They have two boys teams, two girls teams, Title IX. You have to have equal. How many boys... Do you think of a school of 2000 signed up or a school of 1000 signed up for the boys flag football teams? Guess. Oh, maybe a couple hundred. Almost 300. Yeah. Okay. Almost 300 boys sign up for two boys teams. So there's, tw- let's say there's 12 
boys on each team. So wow. 24. Yeah. So 10%, less than 10% of the boys who signed up are get to play. Get to How play. many girls do you think signed up for flag football? Oh, like two. I don't Nine. Know. Nine. They did not have enough girls. To do one team. So why, why wouldn't they say, well, we're going to do, we're going to do more boys teams. Nope. You're not allowed to. Not allowed mm. to. And it's just asinine. That yeah, is absolutely yeah. Yeah. asinine. Yeah. And no, here's all the research. Girl wants to go put herself out there and yeah. sport. Yeah. Yeah, here, yeah. So girls should have every opportunity to yeah. play. And, and if they're able, they should be able to compete with men, especially in something like flag football. Now, mm-hmm. if it's tackling, that's another yeah, yeah. issue. And that's why I'm opposed to like, you know, the wrestling. I don't know if you've seen like boys and girls wrestling each other. Mm-hmm. That boy in Utah, he, yeah. he just forfeited. And he's like, I'm not going to wrestle a girl. Right. And I, I'm like, why should a a, a, a a pubescent boy be in a situation where he potentially grabs a girl's private parts. That mm-hmm. can happen. That is not right. I mean, yeah. I wrestled. Things things rub <laughs> yeah. that should not rub. It mm-hmm. happens, man. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. it 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 is. It's involved. That is an intimate it's sport. Involved. Let's yes. just say that is I did intimate. Too. I wrestled too. That is two it dudes is. way too close, yeah. separated by spandex and united with sweat. Not a good thing. It's <laughs> yeah. not a good thing. That's an accurate description. Yeah, yeah. dude. And, and oh my gosh. Yeah. I used to have friends that wouldn't shower for a week uh, just so that their funk would be so bad that guy. that would be a weapon. <laughs> they just make guy. me mad and wrestle harder. Oh, I don't know. Dude. Can you imagine? And I just rub your face <laughs> in my no, face. No, so here's what I'm saying is, we we needed we desperately needed a women's mm-hmm. movement. Mm-hmm. What we need now is not a men's movement. We need a movement that says, look, men and women matter. Mm-hmm. Men and women are different. Yeah. And men and women both have something to say and something to offer. Mm-hmm. You can go to UC Irvine and there are sociologists there who give lectures, write papers and books that say, yeah. do we even need men? Think about that. Yeah. You know, uh, there was a book, I forget in what, what magazine, and then it was actually given a book and it was called The End of Men. Hmm. And it's just, it's just tragic. Yeah. Well, Janie wrote in and said, even though men are made stronger, are women made to be more resilient when it comes to physical, mental, and emotional pain? What is that taking it? Is, does it take it yeah. that far to say that even though men are physically stronger, women are able to handle and be more resi- resilient when it comes to physical, mental, yeah, emotional I, I, pain? And I don't is know. That, I'm not a geneticist. Here's yeah. what I would say is I think women have had to become that hmm. because there are no men. Mm. So, so right. So a, a woman has to do everything now. So women are not only, um, you know, earning income, they're also, they're moms, they're doing everything. Now they're coaching, they're doing mm-hmm. so many roles yeah. because men are doing nothing. Um, I mean, you know, 40 years ago, I'm going to guess 99.9% of all clergy would have been men. Mm-hmm. And now it's 50, 50. And mm. I'm guessing pretty quick here, it's going to be 60, 40 women yeah. to okay. men. And so like women are doing everything now. Uh, I think it's a great time to be a woman. Um, I think that, you know, uh, we're breaking through gla- glass ceilings. Um, you know, yeah, I, 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 within my lifetime, we're going to see a woman president. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I don't think Hillary Clinton was the best candidate. Um, I think that we are going to get a stronger, healthier woman. And it actually may come from the other side mm-hmm. versus the left. But you're going to, we're going to see that. It, mm-hmm. it, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, culture has changed, culture has shifted. I, yeah. I think that that'll be great. Uh, but like Ruth Gader Ginsburg is quoted as saying, we need nine women on the Supreme Court. That's a problem. Mm. We don't need nine women on the Supreme Court any more than we need nine men. Yeah. Mm. We need both. We need a healthy yeah. balance and yeah. and maybe it rotates four, five, five, four, four, five, five, four, uh, you know, because the founding fathers, right. it's intentionally off right. so that you can't have a tie. Every time, um, right. But like we, we, we need to understand that we need both and we can't fight each other. We need mm-hmm. to complement each other. So all I'm saying is, is that all the text is saying is men are physically stronger. That's yeah. all it's saying. Right. I think that 
men and women can be resilient based upon who they are. Right. Uh, what's happening what nowadays is, though yeah. is men are cream puffs. That That's mm-hmm. just the reality. Men are weak. Uh, you see this 20% are infertile. Uh, mm. The men who are fertile have half the sperm count as their dads. Mm. 33% of males are not fit for military service. Mm. Um, you know, men are twice as likely to have ADHD. Uh, men are more likely to be autistic. Mm. Like uh, men die sooner. We have more problems. We have more issues. Like our men are struggling. Mm. And that's largely due to the fact that we pay zero attention to men and men health issues. I said, we have seven departments of health for women. Um, I mean, think about it. In the NFL, they wear pink. I don't know if it's for a month or a week to, for breast cancer awareness. Mm-hmm. Did you know that 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 men's testicular cancer is growing at a rate? They don't even know what to do. Hmm. They don't know what to do. And nobody talks about like, like women know how to squeeze their breasts from every angle. Like <laughs> boys are never taught, hey, have you checked your nuts out lately? Have you felt them? Have you touched them? Have you, have you, have you rolled them around in your fingers? Because that's killing guys. <laughs> Like in the same way a woman right. has to examine her breasts, a man has to look at his testicles because it's a huge problem. Right. And dudes are all For weird right about reason. that, right? right? I mean, guys, you know, we die of prostate cancer. Nobody wants yeah. to go get a finger up the rectum. Well, okay, me neither, but the alternative is dying a horrible right. death mm-hmm. or they fix it and they cut the nerve and your penis doesn't work. That's how they fix that problem. So uh, do you want to get a finger up there and have your penis work? Or like, we need to tell, we need to tell the truth options. to guys, right? Yeah. Like, I think most men would choose an erection over an awkward inter- interaction with a doctor that, you know, I don't know, lasts 30 seconds. Yeah. But guys don't yeah. talk about it. Yeah. And that's part of the reason that our guys are dying is because we don't have awareness and, mm. yeah, you know, we just, we just don't. And we need to help men understand this. Um, and ladies, you need to care about this because your men are dying of yeah. rectal and colorectal cancer in their twenties now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, in their twenties. This yeah. is a disease that was killing men in their fifties and sixties two generations ago, and now guys are, are getting this and testicular cancer in their twenties yeah. and in their thirties. Mental health issues are off the charts. And by the way, you need to talk to your kids about vaping, all the chemicals that they're in there. Guys are twice as likely to vape, twice as likely mm. to try marijuana. Marijuana affects boys specifically in their puberty years when mm. their brain is changing. Mm. And so all this stuff, man, Hmm. Like, yeah. you're far more likely to have a psychotic episode if you smoke marijuana, whether you're a male or a female. Mm-hmm. Nobody hears that. Hmm. It affects your brain and it affects us differently. Yeah. Like think about a drug, any mm-hmm. drug. It'll say, here's what the drug does. It's it's effective in 90% of yeah. the cases. In 5%, it has this negative effect. In 10%, the problem is we don't have mm-hmm. that research with marijuana. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and we need that because it does negative. And you don't know, yeah. it's Russian roulette. You don't- yeah. Yeah. You know, like you and I both have EpiPens because we're special. <laughs> right. So you don't know what marijuana is going to do to you. Mm-hmm. You, right. you just don't know. And, and we all, and, and here's why, guys. You know, for most of human history, we lived in one place. Mm-hmm. We lived with our people group. Yeah. We never went anywhere. We lived and died. Think about this. Jesus, Jesus never went further than 50 miles from home. Yeah. Or 60 miles. I think, I don't know how far Nazareth is to Cairo. Mm-hmm. Mm. So maybe 80 miles, the son of still, God, but still, yeah. yeah. So he always ate the same foods, same bees, same birds, same dates. Like he ate the same thing every day, mm-hmm. every single day. Mm-hmm. Now we're multicultural. Mm-hmm. We're all over the place. And and we've talked about genders are not the same. Ethnicities are not the same. Yeah. We, like, like nobody talks about that. 
certain ethnicities are more likely to get some diseases than the other. And now we're eating everybody's food. Mm -hmm. We're doing all these things. Mm. Well, so I'm just saying, you just can't say, well, marijuana is good for everybody. Yeah. You know, it, it might help cancer patients, but it might make you crazy. Mm. So, yeah. Wow. That was like a rant. That, that was, was good. That was good though. Yeah. We, we hit yeah. a lot. That's yeah. good. That's good. So then um, Elise wrote in and says, I know people say, who say that they believe that men and women are made in the image of God, and therefore they develop a theology that there is a mother God. I disagree with their interpretation. However, there are feminine and masculine il illustrations to help us understand God's att attributes. So why is God father and not mother? Well, God is father because he tells us to call him father. So that's where you got to start. Right. Like God, God gets to, we have to, call, we have to call God whatever he wants. Right. So, um, yeah. and so part of this is Adam is created first. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's a spiritual headship that comes. So, so, so think about God. There's plural leadership, a singular headship. So God is Father, Son, Holy Spirit, plural leadership, mm. singular headship. Both the Son and the Spirit are subject to the Father. Mm -hmm. So when you read John 3, mm -hmm. 16, for God the Father mm -hmm. so loved the world that he sent his only Son. Mm. The Son, Jesus says, I do not do what I want, but as the Father wills. So Jesus, who is co-equal with God, co-eternal with God mm. is subjective to God. So uh, there's a governance in heaven. The, the devil didn't like it. Right. He didn't like it. He didn't like submitting um, right. to God. Um, that's part of the reason, you know, we joked a little bit, but why Why did the, the devil talk to Eve? Which is the only good conversation <laughs> right. he could get. But I also think the devil had, uh, like he understood Eve's perspective. You've been made second. You're created second. You don't, you don't like, mm -hmm. so when you look at the text, the devil says, did God really say, well, when you look at it, God didn't say it to Eve. He said it to Adam. Mm -hmm. So she's having to choose to trust Adam mm. with what he told her. So Adam mm. is told about not eating of the fruit before she's created. So it's trust. Do, do you, is that, is that really, mm. is that what's really happening? And yeah. so the temptation is, here's what's going to happen, Eve. If you eat this fruit, you're going to be elevated you're not gonna be subjective anymore. Mm. And so like that's like, guys, this is very, very uncomfortable, especially for people who are egalitarian, right? There's no difference between men and women. Uh, you know, my perspective is complementary and we were yeah. different. That's our perspective. And listen to me in the same way, ladies, I don't believe in gay marriage. Okay, I, I don't because I can only teach what the Bible says I can teach. I'm not allowed to go off of my own opinions, my own riffs. I believe that men have a mm. spiritual headship. So let me just give an example. Children are 80% more likely to attend church as adults if the father goes. Mm -hmm. mm. Wow. Doesn't mean men are better. It doesn't, it, it just means there is a spiritual quotient that we can't see that our children are aware of. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. If dad goes to church, I'm going to go to church. Mm. And so ladies, you just have to understand that you have power, you have authority, you have giftedness. What your husband does matters. Mm -hmm. mm. Here's you know, here's the other news that's terrible. So most divorced families are led by female households. So the mom raises the kids. Right. Here's the statistics. Kids do better when they're with dad. Hmm. That's, and don't believe me. I, I just read it in a feminist book called The Boy Crisis by Warren Farrell. Hmm. That's what he says. So the courts have sided with moms, but here's what happens. What happens when a mom can't control their kid? Do you know what they do? They send them to dad. Hmm. Hmm. Kids are craving that spiritual leadership. Now, yeah. what I'm saying, ladies, I'm not saying you should give up your kids. So the majority of our audience on the debrief is women because ladies are killing it and guys are <laughs> sucking it. That's just the reality. We were, we're, we're a wreck. Mm -hmm. 
here's what you what you need to do is figure out as long as the husband's not dangerous the ex if he's dangerous and he's abusive don't don't go there right but if you just think he's whatever here's the reality don't talk bad about him and try mm. to find ways to get him in your life mm-hmm. um just understand we have all kinds of social programs for for mothers with children mm. who are struggling do you know how many programs we have for dads Mm-mm. zero do you know what we do with dads who can't pay child support they go to jail, mm-hmm. which helps, of course, them raise money. Right. Mm-hmm. It's and I like mm-hmm. they're deadbeat dads are terrible. Whatever, putting them in prison is not helping. Right. Mm-hmm. There are some places in the South where like twenty percent of, of the, those incarcerated are deadbeat dads. Mm-hmm. So we're going to pay seventy thousand dollars a year to incarcerate your dad right. when what we should be doing is helping him. Think think about how that $70,000 mm-hmm. could be helping could be, him yeah. get training, mm-hmm. get a job, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and again, some, I'm not talking about violent guys. I'm just talking about a deadbeat dad that doesn't get it. Maybe he has right. a drug problem. Maybe he's fallen on tough times. Maybe he can't read. So think about it. Only 20% of boys in eighth grade can read and write at, 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 right. a, at a grade level. What does that mean for career opportunities? Not great. It's yeah. not good. Yeah. If you can't read, you can't write. Guess what that means? You can't think well. Yeah. So, so, so men are struggling to get jobs. We've moved from a muscle economy to a mental economy to a microchip economy. Mm-hmm. A lot of men are not doing well. And so here's the other thing. In jobs that men typically feel like, hey, I can do that, police work. Uh, firemen, we've created quotas. So now there's less jobs for men. Mm. So, and I'm not saying we shouldn't have female firefighters or female police officers. I'm just saying when we create quotas in jobs, here's the other lie is that genders are equally attracted to certain jobs. It is just not true. Mm. It's not true. So like, uh, for example, uh, most counties in America have volunteer fire departments. Almost a hundred percent of those volunteers are men. Mm. It doesn't mean that women don't want to be firemen. It just means if they got to do it for free, Probably not. Probably not, do it. Probably not yeah. gonna do it. Um, yeah. So, you know, guys, guys are built. Men are built in risk takers, and so what mm. happens to a lot of guys is they've risked and lost, and they just give up. Mm. And so, here's the thing you need to know, ladies: when a man makes less, he feels worth less. Mm. So, so much of who your husband in it is tied up in him as a provider, him as an income earner, and it, ladies, it just. For some of you, it means a lot. For most of you, it does not. Like we were talking wow. before the show, mm-hmm. when my girls were going to college, I tried to push them into high <laughs> income earning Computer degrees. programmers. My girls could care less mm-hmm. about how much money they got to make. And mm-hmm. I did everything I, 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 oh, I yeah. everything I could. I went to college. That was the last thing on my mind. I went, oh, this, I majored in sociology. I was like, that sounds interesting yeah. to me. Like <laughs> I was going to be a doctor, but I don't like biology. So I'll do this because it's interesting. I was not thinking at all about yeah. how much money I was going to make. Yeah. So a lot of you it's ladies have heard about the wage gap, right? right? So a woman earns 77 cents on the dollar for a man. The problem is they're not honest with how they come up with that. So I was sharing with you guys before the show that British Airlines just came out with a stat saying that men make way more money than women. Right. Uh, and there was this big hubbub and oh my gosh, inequality, inequality. Yeah. Well, let me just ask both of you, who do you think makes more money, a flight attendant or a pilot? Yeah, they're gonna go pilot. Yeah, pilot makes yeah. like three to four times more money. So here's makes how they sense. came. Here's yeah. how they came up with that. I want them to be educated. Yeah. They just yeah. simply added all the employees together. Mm and said, mm. oh, wait a minute, our men are making way more. So here's the question we need to ask. Yeah. Is a female pilot making less than a male pilot? Is a female flight attendant making mm-hmm. less than a female right. flight? Is it, and, and they don't do it that way and it's intentional. Right. And it gets our attention and nobody actually does the math. 
And so mm. ladies, you know, like when you're talking to your girls about college, you really need to talk through this. And I lost this fight, so maybe you'll do better. <laughs> but when you look at the top 10 college degree income earnings, so if you get this degree, you're gonna make more money than everybody else. Nine yeah. of those are domin dominated by men. Even, even with 60% mm. of our collegiate attendance mm. is women. Mm. Still the top income earning yeah, that's degrees are still dominated by men. If you look at the bottom income earning degrees, like early child development, it's not, not a lot of dudes money. in that. You Man, you're not gonna make a lot of money in that degree. Now, right. maybe if they change and we, you know, we have right. education drops down to, you know, three and four-year-olds, maybe that's gonna rise. But um, it's, it's just a real problem. Women tend to choose degrees that are more flexible, give them more time for family, which mm. by the way, ladies, is a good thing. Men right. are boneheaded. And, and, we, and we pick jobs where we're away from our families and, and we have terrible marriages and we're miserable and depressed. Mm. Listen to me, ladies, 49% of men when surveyed said they would rather have a job that paid less and gave them more time with their families. Yeah. So they're mm. miserable. Mm. Yeah. So they're miserable. And, that, and that's part of the thing is, yeah. um, you know, there's, there's been a glass ceiling in the workplace for women, but there's also a glass ceiling in the home for men. Mm. And we got to allow men, hey, it's okay to make a little less money so that we can spend more time with our kids. And um, men feel pressure, many men, to, you know, and that's why guys don't get married. Ladies, this is why they, they're not interested in being mm. married. They're not interested in having kids because yeah. they're scared to death of that responsibility. Yeah, uh, Man, we had a guy a couple years ago in our church kill himself like a couple of weeks before his wedding. Wow. And he wrote in his note, he felt like he wasn't ready. He couldn't be a provider. Oh man, I feel like so much of this comes back to the, which gosh, how, how many things point back to your identity, your identity in Christ, yeah. whether that's solid or it's not, mm -hmm. right? If it's solid, you're you're in a relationship and, or you're, you're in a marriage and you're, maybe the, the wife starts to make more money than you do rather than celebrating. Like, how do you respond to that? I think mm -hmm. would be a good indicator of, are oh, you yeah. mm -hmm. anchored in Christ yeah. or are you not? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. My wife started making more money than I did. And I was like, way to go, babe. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Now, now we go, have more money. You yeah. go, girl. Yeah. And but oh, yeah. I know that's not always the, the yeah. case. But you are you're a very secure man. You were also raised in a Christian home. You had yeah. a loving mom and dad. Mm -hmm. And so so think about your advantages. Right. right. So like again, your identity you know, has to be in Christ. Right. And, uh, and so let me just be clear. I mean, if some of our women are like crashing their cars, or so, like I, <laughs> man, if you want to hear what I'm saying, if, if you want to make as much money as a pilot, be a pilot. Right. And, 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 and you just, can, you should. Yeah. yeah and you can, and you should. And let me just say this. I think women pilots are better. Like every time I see a woman <laughs> pilot and here's why they communicate more. Mm. So, so if we're having turbulence, they're going to tell me what's going on. They're going to like literally yeah. a, a female That's pilot so will true. communicate 10 times more. <laughs> That's like, so we, true. like if your plane is going down, yeah. the, the dude You're... is not telling you anything. Yeah. The other thing is, is I think women pilots land a plane softer. Like huh. I am telling you. Because we care about how you I, feel. I, 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 I am so telling good. you that there is, I, I don't have the statistics to back this up. But every time I get on the plane and there's there's a lady flying it, I, I get a little, I just, yes, I just score. Because <laughs> I just think they're better. Oh, I, yeah. I just do. Yeah. And, um, you know, it used to be with the way planes were designed, women were not physically able, uh, especially when everything was cables. Right. To, like if that nose goes down, you had to, I forget what, like 120 pounds of pressure to pull oh, yeah. the nose oh, up. Wow. Like, yeah. So now with computers, mm -hmm. we've taken away- 
the physical barrier. And so Mm -hmm. now women can do that. And Mm -hmm. I, man, dude, I wanted to hug. We landed in Cusco, which Cusco, uh, Peru is one of the most terrifying places to land in the world. It's like 12,000 feet in the air. You have to land in this valley between, what are the mountains of South America? Uh, Um, Machu Picchu? No, the Indies. It's called the the Indies. So we call it the Rockies here, but it's in the Indies. Mm. The winds whip up in Cusco. It's terrifying. Yeah. Like, like I was like, thought I was going to meet Jesus. Yeah. This woman landed this plane and I wanted to hug her. (laughs) It was so good. It was so good. Yeah. I didn't know we were on the ground. Oh, that is good. That's the best. I I, I was like, are we still floating? Are we still floating? And then we stopped and I'm like, what? just happened <laughs> you have been blessed well, by a female there pilot you go. <laughs> and guys well, i'm not saying that. you can't fly i'm just saying right you don't land as good yeah well, well and i think that identity piece even speaks into like i was looking back at like i think it's janae's question about like if men are stronger like what do mm-hmm. women get then like and i feel like the lie that we tend to believe as women is like well like uh, they're stronger you, you they're get better. to make all the people how's like, that <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. everybody in this room raise your hand if you were made by a woman uh-huh, that's all of us. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, you make yeah. all the people. That's pretty cool. Right. Oh, yeah. But I think yeah. that's what, like, and the lie that, like, women want to believe is, like, well, like, you know, well, I need to be, like, why do I have to be the weaker one when, like, that's mm-hmm. not Just physically. That's all yeah. means. Physically. Right. And, I, and I mean, ma- you marry a weak dude, you know? Yeah. No, yeah, but no one actually yeah. wants to do that, so. Well, well I, okay, and just so you know, here's what the research shows. You know what a feminist wants? Strong man. Mm-hmm. Because strong women are miserable when they're married right. to a weakling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I wrote, I read this article in the uh, the New York Times and it was a feminist who's just is fed up hmm. because these guys have no opinion about where to go, what to eat, what to do. Like they hmm. just, and she's just like, what happened? I'm like, yeah. well, congratulations, you, you won. Got, yeah. You won. Mm-hmm. And and now you got, a, you got a bunch of pushover dudes. And so part of the problem is uh, many women want a strong man without him being a man. Right. And so you have to, like, like, like that's, Oh, you know, yeah. like I, I, my mom's a strong woman. So I was really drawn to strong women. Like I mm-hmm. just, like girls that were just wimpy. I like, yeah. Like my mom is like, yep. <laughs> I'm a woman, hear me roar. Uh-huh. Um, so my wife, you know, strong counterphobic six, but part of that drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. But I want her to be strong and a mm-hmm. woman. Right. So I have yeah. to, I have to take the good with the bad. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you have to take with men too oh, is sure. if you want a strong man, well, that's going to come, they're not Jesus. Right. So there, there's going to be like, there's some give and take there. Yeah. And I'm and, thinking that like, oh, yeah. like I want a strong man. But then like the first time Tyler like called me on something or told me no on something or said like, no, like we're not doing it that way. I, I was like, oh my gosh, no. Like you're supposed to submit to everything I want. Like yeah. I want you to be strong, but I don't want you yeah. to like oppose me. I don't ever. want you to actually lead. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and that's like the thing is ladies is, is figure out leadership together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so I didn't even get to this on Sunday because I didn't want to have women throw fruit at me. <laughs> but like, here's the thing is, um, in a marriage, like both people have a view. Mm-hmm. What's your point of view? And that's important. Both people have a voice. Mm-hmm. But then how do you vote? It's fifty fifty, yeah. right? Well, so so we both get a vote. Now, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we just we do nothing and we fight forever. Mm-hmm. Well, here, here's what I want you to see: is we have a, a federalist system, but a democracy in our country. Everybody voted. How, how happy are we? Yeah. <laughs> Not so and, much. And, and here's the thing: is nobody's ever happy. The person who loses is always ticked. Mm-hmm. So, like everybody hated Obama for eight years, right? Now everybody hates Trump. Voting doesn't bring peace. What brings peace is submission to God. And let me just say this, as Tammy's husband, I can only think of one time in 23 years I've said, you're gonna submit. One time. Cause here's the thing, if I win, I lose. Yeah. Like yeah. I, it's, a, it's a loss for me. Like yeah. that's what I'm saying, when one gender wins, the other loses. But we have to, 
we have to decide, like, okay, who, who has the ultimate say? Well, the first answer is God. God has the ultimate say. Well, then who's responsible for God's vote? Mm-hmm. Right. Husbands, it's you. And so here's the thing. So Tammy and I, we, we, we brought in her niece. We love her. And it was a great thing. We, we felt led by God to do this. Yeah. Well, we brought in a woman into our house who wasn't raised by my wife. And it, dude, it was like 4th of July, like, <laughs> and my wife's like, I'm done. We're, I'm done. This is over. You know, and it was, it was literally, we, we had a tough week. I'm just going to, in Tammy's favor, we had a tough week. And I had to say, we are not kicking her out. Mm. But I want, and I said, it doesn't matter what you want. And here's why. We asked God, God said, that's what we're going to do. Right. That's what we're going to do. And, hmm. you know, because at the end of the day, what's important and really what the husband's role is, and and and, and that's what went wrong in the, in the garden. Where's Adam? Adam should have said, no, 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 God said. Right. God said we shouldn't eat this. Right. And Eve says, hey, this looks really good. And Adam says nothing. Hmm. Mm. So it's not that Adam should have said, hey, Eve, you got to submit to me. Mm-hmm. Adam's role in that is to say, Eve, the Lord said. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't eat this. Yeah. And he says, nothing, which is mm-hmm. what men do. Mm-hmm. And guess what happens? We fall apart. Yeah. We fall yeah. apart. And and, and so, so it's, it's not about men being in charge. It's about God being in charge. Mm. And so we have to figure that out. And especially if, you know, many of you women, you know, you are, you are the better leader. You are the stronger person. You are the Christian. You are the breadwinner. So here's the win is how do I help my man not to be emasculated? And by the way, when you have a controlling wife who makes all the decisions, you're emasculating him. That's mm-hmm. what's happening. So how do I find ways where I can submit to him? And 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 you guys, you've seen me do this at Sandals. I do this all the time. I haven't, I haven't done this with you yet. Stephanie's heard me say this. <laughs> I will say this to staff. So I don't, do you guys know, do you know who's in charge of Sandals? Do Jesus, I know who's you. in charge? Yeah, it's me. Okay. Yeah. yeah, if you didn't know that. I feel sweet. like that was a trick question. Yeah. I wanted to say you, but you I was can like, say yeah, God. I feel like you can say you're... Jesus. But, God, but, but God's appointed me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so right. Stephanie's yeah. heard me say this. We'll be in meetings, and I will say to somebody who works for me, mm-hmm. I'm going to submit to that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to submit to that. She's heard mm-hmm. me say that. And they're always like, oh, what's he doing? What I'm doing is, I, you know, I, I may not agree, but I'm going to mm-hmm. submit to your authority. I'm going to mm-hmm. submit to your giftedness. I'm going to submit to your skill set. Sure. Because I'm trusting you in this. Right. And here's the thing is, at some point, I am in charge. I am the leader. They're going to need to submit and trust to me. Right. And so whenever I have the opportunity to submit to that. So here's here's mm. how I lead my family. If there's any way possible for me to give Tammy what she wants, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, man, I am going to do everything I can to submit to her desires, her mm-hmm. passions, her heart. Man, I, well, if, I, if there's any way possible I can die to her, right. for mm-hmm. her, I'm going to do that. Um, and so then when I say, Hey, I need, I need you to hear me out. Mm -hmm. I need you to trust me on this. Um, she can do that because she's seen a pattern of him dying to himself. Mm -hmm. And, and so what I would say, ladies, especially if you're the stronger person, which Mm -hmm. happens, um, you've got to find a way. How, where, where can I, where can I submit to him? Where can mm-hmm. I let him choose? Where, where, where can I, yeah. where can I give him freedom to feel like a man? Yeah. Cause and not everything has to be no. your call to him. I remember like one of the coolest moments in our marriage, like Tyler had one of those moments of like, Hey, like I need to step in here and, and kind of pull the husband card and say like, no, I think we're doing this way. And I remember him saying, I will take full responsibility. He's like, yeah. I know you're worried. Everything's going to go wrong because I made this. He's like, I will take full responsibility of whatever happens on the other side of this decision. It's on me. And I remember that like freed mm-hmm. me out to be like, okay, like, 
one, I had to say like, okay, I can't come back and be like, you, you made this decision. And now look at all the, he's like, no, he's like, I will take responsibility. If we need to change, we'll change. And like, I remember that freed me up and was like, okay. Like, so I loved that he not only came in and said like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm calling, I'm pulling the husband card this one time. Yeah. But I love that he also backed it up with like, okay, but like, I will also take responsibility. And like, I had to, that was one of the lessons for me to learn. Like, okay, I have to not, everything doesn't have to be in my control. I don't have to make every decision. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be in charge of everything. And it was freeing. It was freeing for me to realize like, oh, I can actually, it, like this is how God made it and I can trust him and it's yeah. gonna, it's probably going to be yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Well, and and so here's the other thing is, especially like with finances, um, you know, I would ask, like, I don't know if that was a financial decision. So if I was, if I was your wife and you were the husband and you said that to me, I would say, I would say, okay, is this something that you're passionate about or is this something you feel like God is leading? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then I would say as a wife, and so this is, thing. so yeah. again, ladies, yeah. what I would do is, man, I would immerse yourself in a, in a word by word study with what Mary does to Jesus, mm-hmm. that, that man, there's a whole book in there. Mm-hmm. How do you lead the son of God? She just did it. Yeah. yeah. Like she just did. She just led God. And you know, cause he says it's, Hey, this is not my it's time. Not my time. Mm-hmm. This is not my time. And she's like, okay. And she tells the servants, do whatever he, do says, whatever he says. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't like, so here's what yeah. I would say is, is, you know, especially wives, I think God has, what, what is the giftedness of the woman? Usually, usually. You're more interested in security. Guys mm-hmm. are going to take more risks. So when it comes to a financial decision, guys, you got to have the wife on board because you might risk the whole family's thing. And so what I would say as a wife is, I say, hey, let's get some advice from uh, somebody that you respect and that would make me feel more comfortable with this decision. Mm-hmm. I want to support you on this. Don't even use the word submit. I want to support you on this, but I would be more comfortable if we had somebody else that came in this decision and not a friend, not a co-investor. Mm-hmm. Um like one time, oh my gosh, when we, we were young and, you know, Tammy's parents, they, they got into this, uh, this scheme, you know, to make money. Oh, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and, um, and, you know, so that, you know, they, they, they you, you come over, the guy gives a spiel and um, everybody, oh, we're all in, we're all yeah, going to be yeah. millionaires. Oh, yeah. This is great. And I'm, I'm, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. Mm. And Tammy's dad said, I'll give you the thousand dollars to buy it. And I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm mm-hmm. not doing it. And and so maybe that's another time where I, I just, yeah. maybe that was the second example. And I, I hurt my wife's feelings. You know, it embarrassed her in the sure. moment. Every, everybody did it. That guy went to jail. Mm-hmm. The guy went to jail for 20 years for fraud. The guy that started. The, the guy that started scene, yeah. the company. And he ripped everybody off. Wow. I have a good sense. God's given me a sense. So like think of a, a spiritual gift for sniffing out BS. Mm. I just, I, so like, if you know me and you're going to do a business venture, just say, Hey, I'm thinking about this. Be completely honest. Cause if mm. I don't think you want me to be completely honest, I'm just going to let you throw your life away. I yeah. just do it. Cause I, I've, I've watched, I've watched so many friends they are making a decision. I'm like, that ain't going to work. Mm. That is not going to work. <laughs> I don't know why it is. God has, God has blessed me mm. with oh, a yeah. nose for the right decisions. And, and yeah. it's not me. It's the Lord. It's God's That's mercy, it's God's grace, yeah. mm-hmm. it's discernment. And you got to find people who are usually right. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't listen to people that are usually wrong. And that's right. what I tell Tammy. I said, okay, am I usually right or wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, my, my kids and my family are always Googling. I don't, I don't trust them. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like uh-huh. okay, tell me when you got the answer. And they're like, rah, rah, rah. And it's like, well, God's blessed yeah. me with, you know, photographic memory. When, when I know something, I know something. Like we, mm-hmm. we one yeah. time, dude, we were playing <laughs> Trivial Pursuit and they told me I got the answer wrong. And I was like, I'm not wrong. And they're holding the card up. The card says, I said, the card is wrong. <laughs> and everybody got all ticked off. So we had to Google it and the card was wrong. 
I just said, I said, I know what I know. If I don't know, I don't know, but Mm -hmm. I know what I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know who won, (laughs) you know, the 200 meters in the Olympics in Atlanta in 1996. Of course you do. And his name was Michael Johnson. I don't care what the card says. (laughs) Drop the mic. Yeah. Yeah. And he he also set a world record, ran it in sub 20 seconds. I said, what else do you want to know? (laughs) (laughs) That's when you you start to get into, you can be... Right and wrong mm-hmm. at the same time, mm-hmm. right? We've talked yeah, about Yeah, I have that. a spiritual <laughs> gift of being an ass. <laughs> <laughs> little three comes in there. Yeah, my so husband good. has that with people that he can always like. Yeah, he's like, well, okay, oh, that but person my wife, okay, okay, let's talk about her giftedness. She's got a nose for dirt bags. Mm. She sniffs it out. She just knows. And I've mm-hmm. learned, man, she's right. If she mm-hmm. doesn't like somebody, if, if, if somebody makes her uncomfortable, yeah. I'm like, okay, I don't mm-hmm. agree. But, hi, but historically, Tammy has been very yeah. right on this, yeah. and I'm going to submit yeah. to that. So if yeah. somebody makes her uncomfortable, mm-hmm. we're done. Yeah, I've yeah, learned it with Tyler. I'm like, you're he's yeah. probably right. I hate it when he's he's always right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, Tam, Tam, I'm a nine, so I'm always like, yeah. oh no, I'm sure they're fine. They're okay. Yeah, Tammy's, yeah. Tammy's pretty good at sniffing people mm-hmm. out, and I just I just have to trust mm-hmm. that. And uh, and I've made mistakes, and that's the other thing is learn learn like the, well, as you're getting married, you're learning like who's yeah. good at what and and how do we do this? And um, again, so you know, guys spiritually speaking, like your wife has a view, your wife has a voice, and those are going to be different than yours. Mm-hmm. Mm. But you guys got to make a vote and hopefully, right, hopefully we can come to a consensus. Mm. And so my goal is always that we agree on it. And so usually what that means, unfortunately, is I lose. Mm. But I'm losing so the marriage can win. And so hopefully Tammy's going to get to the point where she can lose so the marriage wins. And so mm. that's why marriages don't make it. The more modern the nation the worse the marriages. Mm. The worst marriages on earth, Japan, America, Australia, New Zealand, yeah. Western Europe. We're terrible at it mm. because every we, we, I, I'm a woman, I gotta win. I'm a man, I gotta win. And it's like, well, okay, now you both lose. Yeah. The two shall become one flesh and what God has joined together, let no one divide. Yeah. Well, oftentimes it's the husband and the wife who've entered into the covenant that divide it. Mm. Yeah. And so, you know, um, and so just early on, ladies, especially if you're married to a young guy, I did stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. And and that's why Tammy wouldn't relinquish the finances. And you know what? She was right not to because I was an idiot. That's an mm-hmm. idiot. Mm-hmm. And I did dumb things. I bought cars <laughs> that we couldn't afford. And uh, I mean, that's part of the reason why I don't drive fancy cars because I'm just trying to show her, you know, Tammy will drives a nicer car than me. Mm. That's fine. Because she's more important. Our family's more important. Our yeah. safety's more important. Mm. You know, I'll drive whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. All right. So you wanted to talk about this one. That we're gonna totally yeah. shift gears here. You want to talk about one more question? Oh man, that. long episode. Jeez. <laughs> Hopefully you guys are sick with <laughs> yeah. this. But you want to talk about this. so? Yeah. An- a few weeks ago, Antoinette wrote in and said in, f- in service, you mentioned that Christian people who love Jesus and go to church will truly love you. When you were saying those things, I felt like you were saying true believers would love me more than non-believers. That didn't sit well with me because I have many people in my life who are not believers, but they truly love me. Can you explain that? Yeah. So what I would say is what that probably means is you have really great relationships with very, very healthy people. Hmm. Um, but here's the thing, as much as those people love you, uh, as much as they care about you, their love for you would increase if they came to Christ. Mm. It would be deeper. It would be better. Uh, it would be mm. more sacrificial for you. And why do you say that? Like, I mean, because God is love. Yeah. And so we 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 can we can um, we can be loving, but the the true definition of love is self sacrifice, self giving, and 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 denying of self. So right, husbands love your wife. Yeah, husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church. Mm -hmm. It's learning to say no to yourself. And the person that helps us do that is God. And that process begins. So becoming a Christian is literally saying no to self. Mm 
Mm-hmm. So Jesus says, if any man would come after me, let him first deny himself, pick up his cross, which is daily, and follow, follow me. So yeah. he, the Christian is learning and practicing to say no to self. Now, having said that, you can grow up in a Christian home that's very unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they have the Christian label, but they've not they've not said no to themselves. Right. So, um, and I think this is this is this is the thing that's hard. So let's say you grow up in a Christian family that's very dysfunctional mm-hmm. and very unhealthy. And so let me explain the Christian life for you. The Christian life is moving from good to healthy to whole. That's the process. And that's why uh, so many people think don't, they don't think that, well, I don't need to be a Christian. I'm a good person. Okay. Mm. Well, that's the minimum requirements for a human being. You're a good person. What do we mean by that? I don't kill people. I don't steal people. I pay my tax. Okay. You're good. Now we want you to yeah. move to healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so good people who pay their taxes, who who don't cheat, who don't lie, can have terrible marriages, be bad dads, be bad people, mm-hmm. not have any friends and be incredibly lonely because they're not healthy. Right. So good people that become healthy people are good people that have dealt with the bad things in their life. Mm-hmm. So then healthy people, right? I'm on the process. What I'm moving towards is wholeness, which we use another word for it. It's holiness. Mm-hmm. So be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. That word means completeness or wholeness. Mm-hmm. That's what we're moving towards. Now, ultimately, that doesn't happen until we're reunited with God. But that's the process that we're moving towards is is wholeness. And so I think I've always been a good person. I just, I I, I had an internal compass. Not everybody has that, Mm. but I had that. I had to start to move. So being real wasn't moving from bad to good. It was moving from good to healthy. Mm -hmm. And so that meant I had to deal with some bad things in my life. Some Some bad things that I did, but mostly just some really, really unhealthy things as a three. Mm. And, and, and that unhealth, um, right? So on some Enneagrams, right? It's healthy, unhealthy. Right. Uh, what's the other word that they use? Uh, oh, resourceful. Resourceful, unresourceful. unresourceful. Mm. So it's dealing with the unresourceful, the things that don't help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are things in every person's life that are not helpful. Yeah. And, 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 and most of that in relationships is we're too concerned about being first, mm. about being seen, because we're insecure, we're not we're not whole. So mm-hmm. insecurity comes from a lack of wholeness. My identity is in my clothes, my things, my money, my wife, the way they look, and you know this is why guys yeah. leave their wives when they get older. Well, she's not pretty because I'm insecure, and right. if I don't have a, a, a beautiful young wife, what does that make me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which the Bible says, "Do not forsake the wife of your youth." It actually says, "Remember her breasts always." One of my favorite verses. I, you know, I know that one <laughs> yeah, well. it's a good one. So <laughs> actually it says, remember the breasts of our youth. Right. So uh, God's word is good. Amen. Um, <laughs> but but we're, we're moving in this process. And yeah. so mm-hmm. here's what I would say is you're super blessed that you have uh, good relationships. What I would encourage you to do is to help other people experience that by getting in a group. So what I'm going to guess is she's probably not in a group because mm-hmm. she gets her community outside of church. Mm-hmm. And so what that means is you're not providing community for people in church. So you're actually sinning. You're, mm-hmm. you're denying people the opportunity to be in a relationship with a person who's used to healthy and whole relationships. Mm-hmm. Most of the people in our church have not done that. Yeah. Yeah. So some people come, go from bad to good. I was a bad person. And those are the testimonies when we were right, kids. Yeah, I yeah. was tore up from yeah. the floor up, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we talk about good to bad, but Jesus, the rich young ruler, all these things I've done mm-hmm. since I was a little kid. Jesus is like, okay, so you're a good person. So let's move from good to healthy. Mm. There's one thing that you lack. Sell, sell all those good things yep. mm-hmm. and come and follow me. Yeah. Ah, I'm rich. I'm rich. I can't do that. Yeah. yeah. It's not, he's not a bad person. Yeah. He's just not healthy. And he certainly isn't whole mm-hmm. because what is he says, sell all that you have that come and follow me and you will have wealth in heaven. 
mm-hmm. you're going to be whole. Mm-hmm. You're going to get everything that you want. Ah, uh, oh, yeah. I yeah. can't do that. Yeah, He's not a bad guy. And so the gospel isn't just for bad people. It's for good people who aren't healthy mm-hmm. and yeah. who aren't whole. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's why when Jesus, you know, tries to bring somebody to Christ, he says different things to different people. Yeah. yeah. So Nicodemus, and, and this is what's so sad about the born again passage. Nicodemus is the best of the best, mm. but he's not born again. He's not mm. whole. There's something that you lack. You've not been born from above. Yeah. Yeah. What? And, and, no, and no, no amount of effort. And, and not only that, but Jesus is saying this incredibly good person, this incredibly healthy person is missing what he's missing. Mm. He's, he doesn't, he, remember Nicodemus doesn't get it. Now he gets it at the end because he becomes a follower, but right. it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And Jesus says, how can you see the wind? You know what the weather's yeah. going to be, but you you don't realize that all your attempt to be good, to be healthy is actually revealing what you can't do. And that's yeah. what the law does when I really, really pursue it. Um, like if you want to know how much of a hold food has over you, go on a diet. Mm-hmm. Mm. Try to yeah. eat better and then you'll go, oh, oh my gosh, I am, dude, I, I'm an addict. Yeah, I'm a sugar addict. I'm a caffeine addict. I'm a, I'm a wheat addict. I'm a, try to eliminate anything and you'll realize mm-hmm. you lack a lot of discipline. Mm-hmm. And so- So it's not to say that a non-believer can't truly love someone, no. but but yeah, you're Same. defining more of yeah. the depth. Well, and, and there the are love. multiple facets to relationships. And so I think she shares an emotional bond with these people. She might share oh, a physical yeah. bond. Mm-hmm. She's missing out on a spiritual bond. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's good. And, and and so, you know, and you say, well, why does that matter? Well, imagine a marriage, we're all married where there's no sex. There's, 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 there, there's not wholeness there. Yeah. And so in relationships, you can love them physically. Like I really love you. I really care for you emotionally. But if you're not a Christian, then, then that we're missing, we're missing yeah. what's most important. And that's yeah. all I'm saying. So oh, that's great question. Cool. Awesome. Well, if you haven't had a chance yet to see this week's message or hear it, highly recommend it. Oh, yeah, man. pray for me, good man, because the, the arrows are firing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of hot topics, but man, stuff that that is good for us to talk about. Yeah, yeah very so. good. Yeah. yeah, if you guys have follow-up questions from that message, from what we've been talking about today, please send those in. Debrief.show is your place to get all the resources, ask your questions, follow up, share uh, some stuff from this episode. We can't wait to see you next time. Yeah, love you guys.